Welcome to the Teacher Entrepreneur Podcast, where you'll hear from teachers who are successful entrepreneurs and learn tips and techniques to help you escape the classroom. Now here's your host, teacher, author, and entrepreneur, Christine Draper. Today we welcome onto the show Ray Blakeney. Ray is the author, owner of LiveLingua, one of the top online business schools, to educate a social network for schools with over 200,000 registered users, Ginto Chocolates, and he also hosts the Anomalous Educator podcast. Ray and his businesses have been featured in Forbes, Entrepreneur Magazine, and Boston Globe. Welcome to the show, Ray. Hi, Christine. It's a pleasure to be here. Ray's first business was a language school in Mexico, which he started with his wife, Laura, in 2008. Ray, tuition is where a lot of teachers start when they branch out into the world of business and entrepreneurship. Ray, within a few months, you become the number one language school in Mexico in most Google searches. Can you share a little bit of this brick and mortar journey? Sure. So a little bit about my background. I'm kind of what they call a third culture child. Um, I was born in the Philippines. My mother's from the Philippines. I grew up in Turkey. My dad's from the United States, but I live in Mexico now. Um, So I've always been traveling all over the place. I used to work in the United States as a software engineer. Most of my family are teachers, so I know a lot of your listeners are teachers. I come from a family of teachers. I'm the black sheep. I became an engineer in the family. Um, After doing that for about five years, I kind of got bored of sitting in an office, so I joined something called the Peace Corps, which is a United States volunteer program where pretty much they pay you nothing for two years to go and help in poorer parts of the world. They sent me to Mexico. I met my wife there. She was actually one of the language trainers in the Peace Corps. After we dated for those two years, we decided to get married, but we also decided, hey, we should launch our first business together. Now, I knew all the skills to kind of run a business and market a business, but I had nothing to make a business. And while she was a teacher and suddenly, hey, there was some way that, you know, there was some kind of business we could build. So between the both of us, we launched these schools in Mexico, starting in a city called Querétaro. We launched our first school there. Um, We bootstrapped it. I mean, literally... The first day, we, we could only afford uh, the school building. So we had to live there as well. We couldn't actually afford a separate apartment to rent or anything. So we had this inflatable mattress that we would put in the on the floor of our office, but it had a little hole in it. So I would follow, we'd both fall asleep on the mattress at night, wake up on the floor in the morning, because by the time we woke up, all the air had come out of this inflatable mattress. We would roll it up, throw it under our office desk, and suddenly this would become our office about an hour later when all the students arrived at the school. Um, and we only had could afford tables for one room, so we would move it between classes to other rooms. So the students actually thought we had multiple classrooms furnished um, in the school the first few weeks. So we that was pretty much how we got into the online education. Uh, I mean, the brick and mortar education business. Um, we did everything. I mean, I, I took the trash out at night. My wife swept the floors. I mean, there was you know, and then she gave classes, and I answered all student administrative questions during the day. That's how we started. We ended up having about twenty staff. By the time we sold it back in 2012, I think. All of our listeners at the moment understand how a virus can change education and business. Mm-hmm. In 2009, the swine flu hit Mexico. How did that affect your brick and mortar business? It died overnight in the sense that we had almost every student cancelled. I'll put a caveat in there. The swine flu only lasted about six to eight weeks, right? I mean, it was this. It was supposed to be what COVID, and at the time of this recording, what COVID is right now, right? Everybody was worried this was going to be this big pandemic that goes across the world. So they essentially shut Mexico down. Nobody was flying into Mexico. Most of our students were foreigners who came to Mexico to learn Spanish. So almost all of them canceled. 
Except, ironically, four doctors from the United States who thought the whole thing was overblown and they came and took their classes with us. Anyway, but that was how our online school started because my wife actually is the one who had the idea that, hey, why don't we reach out to our previous students and see if they want to have classes with us via Skype. The way, at least in Latin America, it works, a lot of language teachers are work week per week, so it's a contract basis. So the hours you work this week, we pay you on Friday, and then next week's different depending on how many students are in the school at the time. So it was our responsibility to provide for them because if they we had we couldn't bring them the students they couldn't pay their rent they couldn't pay their children's tuition all the rest of it so my wife had the Skype idea I'm a computer engineer I threw up this ugly ugly website um, offering Skype Spanish lessons online and to our surprise because this was back in 2008 when nobody was doing it um, within six months we were actually making more income in our online school than we were in our brick and mortar school. All of the, we would never have made that move if it wasn't for swine flu. Since 2012, you've been fully online. What are some of the advantages you've found of having an online business? Yeah, I wouldn't trade it for the world. Um, having a brick and mortar business was, is a lot more time consuming. It's kind of hard to say it's a lot more work, but it's just a lot more time consuming. And you, your day is taken up by the minutia of running a brick and mortar business, right? Floors, floors have to be clean. I don't know, the lock on the front door didn't work, the power went out, or you know those little things that generally in an online business, okay, the power going out might be an issue, but the rest of the stuff would not probably affect you quite as much in an online business. And a lot of the other stuff that takes up your time, honestly, I now own one suit. I don't. I only use it when I give talks at conferences. Other than that, I haven't used that. I mean, you know, every time I do it, I have to kind of brush, brush the dust off the top of it in order to put on my suit, exactly, because since my corporate days, what do I use it for? I, I, you know, my moniker, some people call me the pajama entrepreneur because I actually have Superman pajamas and I actually work in those someday, much to my wife's chagrin. Um, I work in those. So the online business gives us all this freedom. My wife and I, we just had our first child about eight months ago, but before that we would travel three months every year. Now, congratulations on your child. Thank you. Thank you. Um, there are a lot more work than you, you know, one thinks before before they have them, but I, I wouldn't trade it for the world. Um, we used to travel a lot, but when people ask us, are you guys going on vacation? Or are you guys working? I'd say yes, because I was doing both. We were both doing both. We would wake up, for example, we went, the last big trip we did, we spent six weeks in Japan. Um, so we would wake up early in the morning, check our emails, answer those, take care of any fires, uh, maybe have a meeting or two. And then after lunch, we would go out, we'd see a local temple and a shrine and take a tour of the city. Um, so I ask you, are, what, was I on vacation or was I working? Kind of depends on what time of the day you happen to catch me in. And that is the beauty of working online that we love. I mean, you know, I can work here. We can work anywhere. We have a home base. I spend most of the year in Mexico where my wife's from. Um, it allows you to save on cost of living. You know, you're down in Australia. That's not cheap. United States, that's not cheap either. You can move to countries. I know a lot of Australians, for example, go up to Bali, right? And there you suddenly cut down your cost of living by 80%. You might have somebody help with your cleaning or your house, but you can still run your online business. So you can make Australian dollars, but be spending Balinese, and I don't really know what the currency is there. So whatever it is that they have is the currency. Um, so yeah, I love working online. It's my passion. It's my sport. I like talking about it. I speak about building online businesses at conferences. Um, and I think teachers specifically are you know one area and one group of people that whether teachers believe it or not, you guys already have the skill sets to do most of what it requires to run an online business. There might be one or two technical things, but you guys can take a course on that and in a weekend and get over that hurdle um, and start, you know, taking your teaching online. 
And one thing you'll really notice now is the time you get to have with your daughter you wouldn't get if you're commuting to a job every day. So that's fantastic as well. When I want a break, I just go out and, you know, play with them. I mean, it's, you know, I don't have to go home anywhere. I mean, I have lunch with him every single day. He, yesterday he tried spinach for the first time, was not a fan. Um, so he did like his mango, though. He tried mango. Um, but, you know, those are the kind of things that, yeah, working from home allows you to do. I know some people right now are kind of, I'm lucky because of my child's age. I know a lot of people are working from home right now with kids that are kind of at a more active age. And it's a lot more of a disruption for their day because, you know, they want to come in and talk. My son can crawl, uh, but he can't, he can't walk and he can't talk yet. So right now, you know, the interruptions are relatively small. And we live in Mexico, so we have a nanny. that We, we, we can afford a nanny that comes and takes care of our son during the day um, so we can actually get some work done. So let's have a look at a little bit at your online businesses as they are mm -hmm. now, if that's okay. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. On your Live Lingua website, the link will be in the show notes, mm -hmm. you give away a lot of material. Yes. Not only do you give away information about verbs and vocabulary, but you give away whole courses. Mm -hmm. Can you tell my listeners why? So that's marketing. Um, another thing I've, I love talking about. So the basic idea of marketing in this way is you give away 80% of the stuff for free and you charge for the 20%. Um, because the idea is, wow, if their free stuff is this good, imagine what their paid stuff would be. So that's a lot of the ideas behind us giving a lot of that free material out there. Um, we specialize in one thing and one thing alone, and that's one-on-one -on -one language tutoring with certified tutors, with tutors with university degrees in language education. These are not just native speakers. I'll tell you, I'm a native English speaker. I have no business teaching anybody English. I mean, if you ask me why, you know, you pronounced the word in a certain way or the construction was that way, I don't know. I mean, I think in third grade, they might have taught me. I get verbs and nouns confused half the time. I mean, you know, I'm, I should not be teaching this stuff. Um, but a real teacher will tell you exactly what the grammatical rule is and the structures and all the rest of it. Uh, so we don't want to get into that charging for courses. You know, like as far as we have a free Spanish course out there as PDS and audios. That's not our specialty. We make it so you guys can learn, but you will get to a point in any language learning experience where that is not enough. I mean, I know Duolingo is out there and a lot of people are, use it, but I am sorry, you will never speak any language using only Duolingo. Absolutely, you never will. Um, you know, I'll put my foot down and challenge anybody who says, I do. I only did that, used an app, Rosetta Stone Duolingo, now I'm fluent at a language? No, you're not. I mean, you know, as somebody who's struggled at learning languages but now speaks five, I know that the best way of learning a language is speaking to native speakers, having a teacher to ask questions to kind of immersing yourself in the language. Um, and that's really what our specialty is. That's what we offer. That's why we offer the free stuff. That's not really immersion. But sometimes you just want to kind of kick the tires. You want to see, hey, do I really want to learn Japanese? Or do I really want to learn Spanish? We're not going to charge you for that. Come and check it out. And then if you do like that and you want to take it to the next level, we're here to help you out. That's great. Mm -hmm. um, one thing I really love about your life thing with business, and this isn't really related to setting up business, but you sponsor children through Save the Children. That's Did right. That's right. That? Yeah. So as I mentioned, I was in an organization called the Peace Corps, which is a volunteer organization where you travel around the world. Not in some, Depending on your position, you might help children, you might help others. I worked with indigenous communities in southern Mexico, which also had children, but that wasn't the focus exactly of the work. Um, <laughs> 
So kind of giving back has always been important to me and to my wife. Right now, we volunteer regularly at a school for the deaf. We spend a week every year. We, we sponsor some children there, but we also spend a week volunteering there as well. So it's been very important to us to try to help. And we think children and children's education is the key to making the world a better place. Um, doesn't matter where you are, whether it's a first world country or a developing country or a third world country, if you can educate the children, you're going to change the country in a generation, maybe two generations after that. So that's why we went out with Save the Children. I actually sponsored one child through that back when I was working my corporate days as a computer engineer. So I was familiar with the program. But now we have a corporate account with them where we're sponsoring, I believe we're up to about 14. And we, our goal is to get to 100. We'd like to be able to sponsor 100 children to that. We're a decent sized company, but we're not we're not Coca-Cola and you know Unilever. I mean, we can't sponsor 10,000 yet, but hopefully one day we can grow the size with the help of our students um, to be able to help a hundred children around the world uh, kind of, you know, get their education and get nourishment. I think that's wonderful. I think one of the things that that shows is that with an online business, teachers can not only affect their own lives and the lives of their family, but they can affect the lives of many, many other people as well, both through their business and in other ways that are more charitable mm -hmm. too. I so absolutely well believe that. In fact, I know a lot of teachers love that interaction with the students. I'll tell you from the feedback we get from a lot of our teachers, kind of when you go online and anybody nowadays, it's more common. Like when you talk, I talk to my parents on Skype every weekend, right? They're in the United mm -hmm. States, I'm in Mexico. After a minute of talking to somebody on a computer, you kind of forget you're on a computer. You know, mm -hmm. you're, you see their face, you see their facial expressions. As, you know, Christine, you can see, I use my hands a lot when I talk. Um, you know, those who are listening won't do that. But, you know, it feels like you're actually having a conversation. The same thing happens in a classroom. But you have to think about it. As a teacher, you're here to change lives. That's what your calling is in life. If you go to a school and teach, if you're lucky, a classroom of 15 or 20, but I know a lot of teachers these days have to have classrooms of 30, 40, or 50 students, that's the number of lives you'll affect on a given day, given year, um, depending on how your classroom size is. If you go online and let's say you teach math and just talking about what we talked about before, you offer the basic math courses for free and you just charge people kind of for the higher levels. Let's say, you know, the advanced math courses. You can help thousands, tens of thousands of students around the world every single year. It's just something way past what a physical teacher can do in a classroom. Um, and you can just affect so many lives. So imagine if every teacher went online and found a thousand of their ideal students. Because that one another issue with the classroom teaching is you sometimes have to teach towards the middle of the class, right? There's going to be somebody who's really advanced, somebody's behind, but you can't really spend the time with this. With online teaching, you can create this kind of customized material for different levels, whoever, so everybody can kind of advance at their own paces. You can have a thousand people a year, and it has two benefits to it. One, you're helping a thousand students who need it every year. Plus, if you charge those thousand students $5 a month, you're making $5,000 a month. I mean, you know, you can charge them $10 a month, and you're making $10,000 a month. So not only are you able to provide for your own family by doing this and provide well, you're also able to make the world a better place. So I think going online is a win-win for teachers on multiple levels. Absolutely. I definitely agree with that. Well spoken. What advice would you have for a teacher who's looking to set up a business teaching online? <laughs> Get started. Um... <laughs> That's probably the biggest hurdle most teachers I've spoken to have and look, over the years now that I've been in the education business, on the business side of education, let's say, for the last 12 years, that's really the issue I see a lot of teachers struggle with. They say, I don't know how to run business. I beg to differ. Um, 
I don't know how to manage people. Are you sure you manage a classroom full of 15 kids? Especially if you you know, do younger kids. I assure you, my, you know, my my staff. I don't have to clean their pants because they've actually gone to the bath, you know, accidentally gone to the bathroom. Um, that's not an issue you deal with with staff. So it's actually easier in most cases dealing with adults than it is dealing with children. You know how to manage people. You know how to lead a team. That's what a teacher does. You're leading a classroom forward. Um, I don't have any sellable skills. That's another objection I hear all the time. Like, wait. You're helping teach math, history, psychology, art, music, whatever it is you teach. You have a sellable skill. I mean, people are already paying you to do what you do. Just flip it online and you can get there. The final one is I don't know the technology. That's probably is the biggest hurdle for teachers to, to overcome if they're not as familiar with technology. But there are so many tools online these days that you they think they need to be a programmer. No, you don't. Use Kajabi. Use Teachable. These things are... Point and click, if you know how to make a PowerPoint slide, you know how to use these software, these pieces of software. And if you don't, they have video courses that will walk you through it. I mean, literally, you just have to watch the video and click the same place as the video is clicking. You do not need to have technical skills to start online businesses these days. So just get started. Start your online business. And I think that's become less of a problem in the last six months as well, mm -hmm. as teachers have been thrown in and teachers who have said, I don't know, it's all too difficult to doing it proficiently within a week or so. So I exactly. think it's less of a blockage. Besides the language tuition school, you run Onmatu, I don't mm -hmm. know if that's pronounced correctly, a platform for online maths tutors to find tutees. How does this platform work? So, yeah, um, it's a good question about the pronunciation. I don't really know how to pronounce it. Is really what it is? It's the first two letters of online math tutors. So it's you know o n m a t u dot com. Um, yeah, I don't. As you can see, I don't spend too long coming up with my business names. I think a lot of people stumble on that. I'm like, yeah, hey, it works. Let's throw it up there and see if it works. Um, that is more of a hands off tutoring service. The way that that works is it's for math tutors. They can you can go on there. You can create your profile for free, and the way it works is when somebody comes in, they post essentially a classified ad saying, I'm looking for a math tutor to teach X, AP math for those people who are in the United States, right? Um, if your profile says, I teach AP math, you get an email about it saying, hey, here's the ad, here's what they're looking for. If you wanna to reply to the ad, it costs you some credits. Um, and we give you 10 credits free that allows you to reply to two or three ads, depending on the kinds of ads that the people you use to make sure that our system works. If you want more, you just buy more credits. So you can buy 100 credits and then you only need to use them when people come in. So there's no monthly subscription or anything like that. And once you give the classes, you get to keep all the money there. We don't we don't get involved in that. So you arrange it yourself. What we do is we find, help you find students and you pay literally a dollar, two dollars for every ad you reply to. And if you know, if you don't need to reply to an ad for a few months, you don't we don't charge you anything. Wow, that's a really good deal. Yeah. Clearly, teachers who are looking at online tuition have the choice of creating their own platform or using one such as Onmatu. How should teachers choose between using an established platform such as Onmatu or LiveLingua or setting up their own platform? Great question. Um, it depends on what your goals are. This is what I tell anybody, whether you're a teacher or just somebody starting out in business, why are you doing this? So if your goal of teaching online is to make additional income and continue to teach because you love to teach, and that's it, then I would say work with a platform. Uh, like if you're a language teacher, live lingua matu, if you're a math tutor, there, there are other ones out there for different industries. 
Because what that does is, sure, we take a portion of the income that comes in, but we take care of all the administrative headache. We answer the emails, we do the marketing, we find you the students, we send them to you. If you have, if you have trouble with the students, we help. If you need some administrative help or academic help, because we have full-time academic staff, I, how do I deal with this kind of student? You, we can work with you through that. We provide material for you to give your classes. Um, so a lot of that stuff, companies take care of. That's why we make a portion of each class, even though we should not be making a majority of each class. So if you find any company that takes more, you know, half your money or something like that, when you're teaching online, run away. There's, there's, there's gotta be something better out there. Um, on the flip side is doing it all yourself. As an entrepreneur, I lean towards that, of course. But if you're doing it all yourself, you need suddenly now need to be your own tech support because if your website goes down, it's you. Um, if a student complains, it's you. If you need to learn marketing, search engine optimization, Facebook ads, Google ads, whatever marketing tool you decide to have, you, it's you. Um, in the end, it could be much more profitable, but to get there, there's a whole lot more work. And I don't think all teachers want to do that. I mean, you know, not all teachers want to learn Facebook and ads, Google ads, optimize them, go on the website and do search engine optimization and build backlinks and all that kind of stuff. If that's not your passion in life, that's not what you want to do, be honest with yourself and, you know, put it on a platform like it's teach, you know, teaching Udemy, you can put up a course on Udemy or you can put it up on your own website. You'll make more money on your own website, but Udemy did all the marketing. I mean, you put it up on Udemy, you're in front of millions of people every month. If you do it on your website, chances are nobody will ever find you until you spend a year building up some audience. Absolutely. If a teacher today was looking at starting the journey to an online educational business, where should they start? I would actually recommend working with a platform, regardless of what your long-term goal is, go with the platform. So like, if again, if you want to teach language lessons, apply with us. If you want to teach courses, create an account on Udemy, have somebody else take care of all of that other stuff I talked about before. The teachers would have to learn in general, unless I guess, unless you're, you're a market, you happen to be a marketing teacher, in which case, you know, you're halfway there, but have somebody else take care of all of that for you, just so you can test the waters. You can actually get up to a decent income. On my podcast, The Anomalous Educator, um, I interviewed a, a design teacher who sells over $1 million in courses a year on Udemy. So you can just stay on these platforms and you can make a very, very good living. A good friend of mine, Gabby Wallace, she's got a YouTube channel for English and she makes you know quite a lot of money as well. I mean, way more than most teachers do um, because she has a YouTube channel and she's done it all herself, but she just started with something small using an existing platform, YouTube, Udemy, Teachable, and even lower than Teachable, right? I mean, you, you keep those ones that do all the marketing live, <laughs> and that's a place for you to start. Get your feet wet. If you like it, you can start learning other skills bit by bit and creating your own thing. Great advice. Any final words of wisdom? You only fail if you don't try. Absolutely. That's it. The links to your businesses will be in the show notes, but would you like to share the best place for my audience to find you? I really need to have a better answer for this because when I appear on podcasts, everybody asks me this question and honestly, I don't try to be a person. I'm like, I'm not like a personality or anything like that. If you follow me on Twitter or Facebook, you'll be very bored. Um, you know, I just like being behind my businesses. So I would say just go to livelingua.com, L-I-V-E-L-I-N-G-U-A.com, go to staff. I publish my my direct email there, you can contact me there. If you don't wanna go that far, just go to the contact page and say, hey, this message is for Ray, and they will pass it on to me. The customer support people will pass it on to me. Um, the same thing would apply with 
to educate, and even with the new business I'm building, which is called podcasthawk.com. Um, it's a service to help people appear on podcasts like yours. Um, I did not use it to appear on your podcast because it's not no, done yet. Yeah, but um, podcasthawk.com probably is actually the easiest place to contact me these days, simply because that's where most of my energy is focused. So I'm checking kind of those emails more. So while Ray is a celebrity, it's actually easier to get hold of than most celebrities. Yeah, if you try, it's not very hard. I mean, look for me on Facebook. If you see a photo of a guy sword fighting, which is what I do in my free time, um, that's me. Add me on Facebook. I'd be happy to chat. Excellent. It's been an absolute delight having you on the show, Ray, and I really, really appreciate your time. Christine, it's been a pleasure. William James once said, act as if what you do makes a difference. It does. As educators, you make an incredible difference. As entrepreneurs, as we've heard today, our impact can be huge. We can achieve a life that's both fulfilling and free of the strictures of the teaching profession. Thank you for listening. Bye. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. We hope you found it helpful. If you did, we'd really appreciate a review. The show notes are available at te.media.